It is hot here in Israel. Oh boy, it's like almost 100 degrees in the mountains here in the Jerusalem area. All right, uh, today, Biden's World War. Also, the uncanny parallels between America and Lebanon. Also, as I said, Biden's World War. We're going to talk about that. But first, we are going to start with the African country of Niger as America's Achilles heel. Our guest today is Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. He is a researcher, former lecturer at Ben-Gurion University. He has authored over 90 books, 400 research papers on science, history, and more. He commentates on Mideastern world issues. Welcome to the show, Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. Thank you. All right, so let us start with Niger as America's Achilles heel. Explain. Okay. Um, any, first of all, I'll start off repeating something that we mentioned last week because I see that a lot of people are confused with this. There are two separate countries, Nigeria and Niger. They both get their name from the same river, which is called the, the River Niger, the longest river in Western Africa, more than 4,000 kilometers long. But they are two separate countries. Nigeria is the largest country and most powerful country in West Africa. Older people might remember it as being the place where the Biafran War took place about, about uh, half a century ago. Niger is north of Nigeria. They're neighbors. The present brouhaha is taking place in Nigeria, not Nigeria. Nigeria has is one of the countries that has threatened to invade and that's very interesting but we'll get back to that later perhaps okay so there are a lot of sounds of possibly imminent war in west africa um an organization of um, of africa of west african states or more accurately of sahal states again people not unfamiliar with the geography sahal is the bet is the belt of nations um facing the sahara desert on its north and separating the Sahara Desert from the uh, uh, the arid Sahara Desert from the um, uh, uh, um, uh, jungle uh, jungles of Central Africa. Okay, so Sahal is sort of in between desert and 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 very verdant, and there's a whole belt of nations that uh, go all across Africa from west to east. So. Niger is one of these Sahal nations. Uh, as I mentioned last week, it's a nation which is extraordinarily rich in natural resources and one of the poorest country, one of the poorest populations on the planet. And that's a very important point. And again, we'll, we'll discuss that in a little bit more detail uh, just in just a little while. Okay. Um, a majority, apparently a significant majority of Nigerians apparently support the coup. Students across the country have been pledging their lives to fight for patriotism and for their country. Western media rushed to blame Russia, what else, for uh, uh, supposed involvement in the coup. But as it turns out, what we're finding out right now, Russia was not involved at all in the coup, though a lot of Nigerians have been sporting Russian flags, mostly to just stick it to the United States. Um, the country that was most involved 
in the coup was actually Iran. And that's very important, particularly for us here in Israel. Iran's fingerprints are very strong there. Uh, they might both be involved, but so far, the data we're receiving so far appears that Russia was not involved. It may get involved in the future. Um, America should be very, very wary of their, what they call their Monroe Doctrine. Remember, the, historically, the Monroe Doctrine says that the United States has some sort of uh, inherent right, I don't know how to define it legally, to interfere in anything that goes on in the Western Hemisphere. Um, Iran's footprint across all of South America is very, very large and growing apace. It's growing significantly every year. A lot of the issues that the population of the United States has with illegal substances, illegal so-called drugs, are sponsored or with the connivance of or somehow connected to, linked to Iran. So again, Iran is at war with the United States and with its population. The United States does not acknowledge that for some reason, though hundreds of thousands of Americans have already died. Hundreds of thousands. I heard that uh, this deal is supposed to be going through with the United States under the Biden administration, where they're going to be giving Iran billions and billions of dollars in order to six free, billion dollars, yes, to to in order to free some Americans that were five Americans, yes. It's an it's an amazing story. They 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 the the ridiculous individual that calls himself America's uh, um, um, uh, Secretary of State. Um, I'm embarrassed to even say the, the name of this jerk. I'm, I'm trying to be polite. That's the best name I can think of to think of, to, to say to him that's not impolite. Um, actually had the gall to stand up and say that American sanctions against Iran are intact and they will not go down. Um, uh, it's a total lie. Uh, uh, Iranian um, uh, uh, oil shipments have reached three and a half million barrels per day, which is a level that um, uh, 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 a pre-sanctioned level. So there are no sanctions against Iran in terms of shipping their oil. Um, though occasionally, you know, a couple of times a year, the United States Navy sort of makes a, a show of, uh, of capturing a ship that's, that's uh, uh, shipping oil to uh, China. There, there are hundreds and thousands of these ships that ship oil to China. So the American Navy occasionally captures one, calls it smuggling for some, some, some strange reason. And the Iranians then capture an American citizen, for the, and the Americans then pay to have him freed. Everything is very interesting in, mm -hmm. in, that, in, in that area of the, of the prison. Quite interesting, yes. Um, remember something very, very important. And this is something that people in America, people in the West in general, uh, uh, totally misunderstand. Iranians are Muslims. They are not Arabs. They are Aryans. I remember where the, the last time you heard that word, Aryans. The Nazis. Well, the Germans, yes. <laughs> the, the, the Iranians consider the themselves race. to be the cousins of, of Germany, and they venerate Hitler and the Nazis to this day. Now, the Aryans, above everything else, love vengeance. So capturing an American, for instance, and then selling him back to America, they consider it to be vengeance, and that's how they actually uh, uh, phrase it in their news reports. Hmm. 
So that that's that's the Iranian um, uh, um, aspect of this whole thing. Um, Al Jazeera called the coup in in, in Niger a major setback for Washington. Well, that's a very interesting statement. Why would why would Al Jazeera say a major setback for Washington? What does Washington have to do with Niger? Huh? What does Washington have to do with West Africa in general? Well, that's a long story, which we'll try to cover most of it today. Why does a population support the coup if the previous government was, air quotes, democratically elected? And how does Niger differ, for instance, from Mali or Burkina Faso? Well, wait a second. Take a look at Israel and our democratically elected government. And there are a whole bunch of leftists calling for a coup. Well, not only that, but the, the, the point is that um, the democratically elected government of Niger, the Nigerians think, was actually engineered by the West. They do not really differentiate between France, the former um, uh, uh, colonialist masters who massacred um, uh, 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 hundreds of thousands of Nigerians, and, and, and America. So they blame them both for having um, uh, uh, installed this so-called democratically elected government. So that, that explains why there is enormous popular support in the country for the coup. Because the government, despite being so-called democratically elected, at least in terms of, of, uh, um, of uh, scandal sheets like the Washington Post, um, uh, uh, and nobody in Niger re- seems to think that these people were actually democratically elected. They were sort of demagogically uh, appointed by someone outside the country. As I said, Niger is super rich. What's the um, uh, what are they rich with? They have uh, 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 um, uh, uh, a lot of gold, uranium, oil, and a lot more. Um, the the these riches are mined by French and American companies. The companies uh, operate throughout Africa, but uh, most of the companies that are in the Sahel tend to concentrate in the Sahel. Most of the country, uh, companies that operate south, uh, uh, south of the Sahel tend to concentrate south of the Sahel. There seems to be some differentiation there. It's not clear exactly which con- companies do what and etc. Uh, 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 there seems to be some cross links. These are very, very things of things of this nature are extraordinarily foggy. It's hard, very hard to tra- uh, track who owns what and how they're linked and etc. Um, uh, 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 these companies pay the com- the country cents on the dollar, literally, uh, 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 sometimes as much as as uh, uh, of a difference as hundreds of percent difference. And then the Americans come along and say, oh, well, we'll give you $100 million in aid. But of course, that aid has all sorts of strings attached, like you'll buy our weapons. And the result of that, we'll talk about after the break. Right. Strings attached. We'll be right back, everybody.
All right, we are back here at the Tamar Yona Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com, and we are live, if you're listening on Sunday, between 4 to 5 p.m., holy time right here in the land of Israel, or if it's between 9 to 10 a.m. U.S. Eastern time, that means that we are live. You can call into the show and join us and weigh in on the issue or ask a question about the topics that we're talking about. Our numbers are on the top of our homepage at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com, and we're speaking with Dr. Mordechai Ben Menachem on Niger and more. Go ahead. So, as I said, they they they, they exploit these resources um, um, uh, in a really, really gross manner, and then they um, uh, uh, sort of assuage their consciences, assuming that they have that they have that all, um, uh, by giving aid to the governments of this of this country. And, you know, this is the same thing for almost all the countries across the Sahel. Um, and then they uh, attach all sorts of strings attached to this so-called aid. Like, for instance, you must buy our weapons and, and your military will get trained from us in that sense. Huh? And, well, what happens? Well, the West always assume that if, they're, if people live in Africa, they're morons. They're all stupid, right? All of these people are very stupid. They can't, they can't possibly think for themselves. But what happens is, if you give these people military training, and some of them get very sophisticated military training, and weapons, well, at some point they say, enough! We don't want you, we don't want your money, we don't want you here, go away! And they get thrown out. So the, the West is now threatening military action. And the Nigerians, together with their allies in Mali and Burkina Faso, are threatening, if you attack Niger, you're attacking all of us, and you, we will react in concert. You know, that, that reminds me of some story. Correct me if I'm wrong, because it's, it's vague in my head, but I think it was South Korea. They were talking about why they liked Israelis uh, doing business with Israelis and, and just entangling, basically, with Israelis. Maybe the entangling is not the right word. And they said, because the Israelis go home. <laughs> other countries they come and then they stay and they don't leave and they you know it's basically they're like taking you over a bit but these are the israelis they go home afterwards <laughs> uh, you know something that that's actually policy i mean that's not just by chance uh-huh Netanyahu, since he be, first became prime minister in i think it was 1996 made it very clear that that's clear policy we will not be take a have any part in anything that can in any way smell like any sign of domineering colonialism, colonialism or whatever right, yeah. term you want to use. Yeah. We're not a part of that under any circumstances. Mm -hmm. And that's actually government policy in writing. Hmm. Okay, well, there you go. All right, so getting back to... So D.C., um, uh, Washington, D.C., then sent their most vilified and despised a quote-unquote diplomat, um, I call her witch, but some people might use a B, um, Victoria Nuland, to warn them that if they um, 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 uh, uh, don't toe the line, Washington's line, um, Washington will be very miffed. Um, she arrived unannounced, which is almost the, mo the worst thing you can do as a diplomat. As far as I'm aware, she's never been a diplomat, though she's worked all her career at the American Department of State, She's a policymaker, not a, not an actual diplomat. Well, anyway, the, the 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 coup leaders actually refused to even meet with her. She went back to Washington and reported on all sorts of meetings that she had. She lied. 
Isn't that a shock? They rejected her. She claims to have had discussions. They claim that she lies. Understand this. U.S. government gives $100 million in aid to Niger. While companies exploit the resources, they make billions of dollars. Hmm. So this is not an issue of Niger. This is an issue of West Africa. There is a West African um, organization of countries, um, ECOWAS, it's called. Um, apparently, and I don't really have uh, clear information about this, this particular point, apparently this um, organization is uh, in some manner controlled by the West. One of the most important facets that people need to be aware of is that U.S. control of Africa's resources is slipping very, very fast. Oh, I forgot to mention that both France and the United States have major military bases in Niger, and the present government has demanded that they leave. There is no, there has not yet been an American response to that, as far as I'm aware. Interesting. Okay. Now, if America does lose Africa, can South America be far behind? As I said. Watch for the Monroe Doctrine. Something here is going on at an international level that is much, much deeper than what is apparent than what is apparently reported, even by the best news organizations on the planet. Hmm. The stuff that are going is going on here is much, much deeper. I can tell you that um, Israel is does have some involvement here. We do not know what this involvement actually is. But this is a major chapter in the world war of resources, capital W, capital R. Israel's role is deep, but it's under the table. It's highly active and it's highly secretive. Okay. Well, I guess I'll stay secretive, at least on this show. Well, yes, of Today's course. Even show. if I knew, I I do not know. And if I knew, and again, I'm, you'd have to kill us. Secret, I would, I would, of course, maintain the secrecy. Yes, <laughs> I but could I tell you, but then I'd have to kill you. Sorry, I said I could tell you, but then I'd have to kill you. No, I don't think so. But that's um, uh, <laughs> a joke. It's a joke that goes around. Okay, all right. So we exhausted that topic. Yes. All right. I At least for now. I want. I, I do. I yeah. do expect to come back to it. In, in the future because it's a very active topic. It and is, and I just had, as we were talking, a pop-up of another news story involving Russia and Niger, and uh, so it's, it's, it's interesting. Okay, let's go and skip now to the United States, America, and Lebanon. Okay, um, and this is really a crazy thing here. Maybe I'm seeing things that I'm, maybe I'm just seeing things, okay? Maybe, don't, don't believe me, look it up. Look, just tell me that I'm that I'm just going crazy here. Fine, no problem. Um, uh, United States, of course, is one of the largest countries in the world. Lebanon is one of the smallest countries in the world. Both countries are led by exceedingly corrupt leaders. I'm, I'm apparently. I mean, I don't. I, I don't. I haven't checked um, um, uh, Biden's um, uh, bank accounts, but I, I think that there are there are there's a group of people in the U.S. Congress who appear to be doing that. Uh, both leaders lead a local cabal that attempts to use, quote-unquote, any method to control all branches of government. These cabals are basically large international 
organized crime syndicates. Both use war as a basic policy tools. Uh, uh, both have proven to be physically unrealistic and out of control. Both work assiduously to undermine their countries and have caused tremendous harm to their countries since taking control. Nasrallah has succeeded in his quest to kill the Lebanese state completely. Lebanon as a country no longer exists. Um, uh, um, 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 uh, as of the past two days, uh, anyone who's actually following the news uh, these past two days, um, there was a um, uh, 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 an agreement, I think it was in 1998, I'm not certain of the date, where all of the militias in Lebanon were to be disbanded, disbanded other than Hezbollah. Remember, all the militias there were um, um, uh, basically uh, a groups of people. I don't know how to say this in English. A dot. Um, um, Their uh, backgrounds. Religious, religious denominations were, 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 uh, were primarily religious denominations. Their the ethnicity. The Sunni like the fought the Christians. The Christians fought the Druze, etc., etc., etc. Really, really messy. That was the uh, Lebanese civil war. So that was how that's how the civil war was ended. Two days ago, that agreement was abrogated. The Christians uh, uh, and the Sunnis both announced that they are reforming their militias. So, uh, uh, so much for comparing these things. What's clear at this point is that America is facing its worst ever social, political, and economic period rivaling the depression and perhaps even the civil war. Israel last week rescued 200 Jews from war-torn Ethiopia. Does Israel have the capability to rescue 800,000 Israelis from the United States if and when war breaks out within the United States? We do not have that physical capability. Now everybody, anybody who's saying, ah, what are you talking about? That's crazy talk. Well, okay, it's crazy talk. You can, you can, you can call me crazy. I have no problem with that. Um, Israel does have a responsibility to rescue um, uh, Israelis and or Jews who are in trouble. Everybody knows that. Um, anyone who thinks that the Jews in America are safe has his head in a very nasty place. Professor Jeffrey Sachs, an American professor, well-known, uh, I think he's a professor of economics some, or, or inter international affairs, one of the two, um, made a statement, the overwhelming fact, I'm quoting, the overwhelming fact of our time is the failure of global cooperation. I disagree with that. I would call that the underwhelming fact. And I would say that the overwhelming fact is the spread of deep corruptions within democratic countries. I might even say almost all democratic countries. Increasing danger and lessening stability. Utter failure of both diplomacy and sanity. That, to me, is the overwhelming fact of what we're doing, of what we're seeing today. Wow. All right. Well, we are going to be back after the break. We have more to share with you. Don't go anywhere.
All right, we're back here at the Tamar Yona Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Our guest is Dr. Mordechai Ben Menachem. And we are in the middle of talking about the United States of America and Lebanon. Go. Okay, I'm going to claim that the end of the Cold War should have harbored cooperation. It did not. The U.S., instead of viewing a global opportunity, saw it as a narrow business ploy to access and control resources. That's what they saw. That's their, what they're still doing. They began with trying to take control of the resources of Russia, which they obviously are still trying to do. Um, one could say that the way to personal progress is to produce more than you consume and then save the difference. But if the fiat currency is inflated to consume debt, and one of the leading economists at the Fed just said last week that uh, uh, inflation, high inflation in the United States is necessary in order to uh, uh, treat the issue of debt, because the United States debt is totally out of control by now. Remember, it's the, the, the interest alone on the debt is more than a trillion dollars per year. Trillion with a T. It's crazy. Um, but if the um, if the process is 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 the process of uh, the, the sorry me pardon me if the the process that I mentioned is in a, only in a fiat currency and the fiat currency is 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 is, con, is consumed by inflation and if that process is embedded in banks then public savings tend to be consumed faster than the currency. Okay, I don't know if that that was quite clear. Inflation is necessary to be able to pay down the debt. You can pay if you own a thousand dollars right now, but if the if we assume inflation, then you'll have more than a thousand dollars a year from now because your money has been inflated. So you can pay down that same thousand dollars with something that then is worthless, and that sounds good on a, on a national level. However, if your savings are embedded in a bank. And uh, the 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 inflation is a, is the primary tool for consuming the public debt. Then your savings are consumed faster than the than the currency is. It's called bottom up anti social engineering. So we saw that Moody's recently degraded the U.S. Um, uh, um, um, uh, uh, um, credit uh, worthiness. Fitch immediately followed after that with a warning to 27 U.S. banks. By the way, people are interested. United States went down from triple A to A. Um, are, are these disabled um, uh, uh, vaccine related? We do not know. How bad is the trend? We do not know. Um, some 25 to 35 percent of the U.S. citizens are under the influence of what they call psychoactive drugs like Ritalin and others. Illegal drugs like uh, cocaine and etc. Some 50 percent. Five zero. That's a phenomenal number of U.S. citizens are declared to be users. This is a a a, uh, um, um, uh, um, uh, uh, a number put out by the National Center for Drug Abuse. Apparently, the level of these drugs in the education system is even higher. The the clear question uh, uh, I believe is that it comes from that is is woke a surprise or should Hope be surprising. In light of all this, are unemployment statistics valid? 12 million people 
over the last two years have left the workforce. They are not counted as unemployed. Had they been counted as unemployed, unemployment figure would not be 3.5%, it would be 12%. I, I have to add here, Mordechai, that the prediction is that in the next few years, masses of people are going to be laid off because of AI will be taking their jobs. And that's nonsense. That's what me. they're saying. Uh, I'm just telling you what they're saying. With a new technology, every, so all of these people come along and say, oh, that's going to create a, you know, hundreds of thousands of jobless people. But then they forget that, they, that it also creates hundreds of thousands of jobs. I mean, we don't have people making buggy whips anymore. We have people repairing automobiles. Right, but a lot of the jobs that can be done uh, by AI will be done by AI and not have to pay for sick pay and not have to pay for whatever. Yeah, a so lot. They, that's, I'm telling you what they're saying. The AI, AI, they're saying people are going to be laid we've off. We've recently seen, for instance, hundreds of, uh, of uh, employment uh, uh, requests for people to program um, uh, 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 central bank digital currencies around the world. So I mean, again, these things these things just tend to cancel out one another. That's not really a, that's not really a concern. They never it never has been in the past, and I doubt if it will be in the future. Okay, AI well, let, let's remain many, optimistic. Then let, let's many, remain optimistic. Many, um, desirable effects, and we'll have enormous numbers of deleterious effects. And we need to control it. We need to understand it at a at a at a policy level. It is far from that place in that situation right now. Okay. I would not say that AI is going to create unemployment. It will create massive change in employment. We know, for instance, that once uh, 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 automated, fully automated drivers, fully automated automobiles, that the that the uh, uh, jobs like postmen and and delivery men and taxi drivers and et cetera, et cetera, will all be out of work. So there'll be other work for them. That's, that's, that's just the way it works. It always, has, it always has worked like that. All right. Well, we can choose to remain cautiously optimistic that you're right and not to panic over it. I'm just letting you know what they are saying. But okay. Who is they? The, the people who are making, you know, who are trend uh, predictors or they see the trends and they're, they're saying yeah. this, that there's going to be massive... That's what they say. Massive unemployment from uh, due to AI. I can't say that it's impossible, but it is, it is possible. I mean, I've done, I've been involved in futurism for many, many decades now, and there are always these predictions, and they always turn out every time. So, so far in the history of mankind, they've turned out to be wrong. Well, I, 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 like your, I like your, I like your, I like your answer, and I, and I'm going to stick with it for now. I like it. Okay. That you know, this has happened before. They said when the automobile came out and all the the blacksmiths who were making horseshoes lost their jobs because people were not using horses so much anymore. So exactly. Okay. So I'm I'm going to go with you on that for now. That's fine. I I always tell everybody. I always tell everybody. Please do not believe me. Learn. Okay. Look it up. Use me only as a as a as a as a base level. Uh, a series of, of, of data points that you can then go out and check for yourselves. Okay. Please, please do not believe anything I say. Okay. okay? You won't believe anything you say. <laughs> anything. You know, the joke about computers, if you go to a computer on, uh, with, with, with artificial intelligence and everything I tell you is a lie, the computer blows up. 
Why does it blow up? Why? Because if everything I tell you is a lie, then this is a lie as well. And Ta-da, no touch. There's no solution to that. Okay. All right. So let's keep going with your topic. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, Robert Kennedy, who, who, despite the fact that he's a Democrat, I tend to admire him. He seems to, he seems to not only say things that are extraordinarily intelligent, but say them well, actually. Um, he made a statement just a few, I think a couple of weeks ago. There has never been a time in history when the people who infringe speech were the good people. Right. I think that's a marvelous statement. Yeah. Um, the, the U.S. First Amendment said the freedom of speech shall not be infringed. I can't think of any more explicit or obvious or succinct way of phrasing that. Shall not be infringed. And today, well, Mordecai, but you might everywhere. hurt someone's feelings. You might offend somebody. <laughs> Yeah, well, you might offend somebody the other way as I'm, well. That's I'm, the whole I'm, I'm playing with you here. All right, keep going. <laughs> okay, so uh, for the past 16 years at least, the Democratic Party has been actively engaged in infringing spe- free speech. The Transportation Department, the U.S. Transportation Department, and this this has to be a joke, but unfortunately it is not. I just can't say it with a straight face. You'll pardon me. The Transportation Department last a week before last issued a 696-page report to ban gasoline-powered automobiles by 2032. I, I can't believe the phenomenal stupidity in that in that statement. I mean, even if it was possible to ban uh, 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 all gasoline-powered cars and trucks by 2032, by 2052, it would still be a stupid thing to do. And it's a 696-page document. Who's going to read it? Who's the idiot that wrote it? <laughs> well, the they, they write it long so nobody will, will read it. The resources do not exist anywhere on the planet to transform all um, land-based transportation to non-internal combustion engine transportation. It is physically, geographically, geologically not possible. Despite any intentions that anybody has, there is just no way to do it. There isn't enough silver, there isn't enough cobalt, there isn't enough uh, lithium, etc., etc. I've said this many times in the past, again, Check it out. It's easy to discover these numbers. They're not they're not hidden anywhere. Okay, I'm sorry to keep interrupting you, and I really do apologize to the listeners, but I, I have to play devil's advocate here, and I have to add other points to enrich the points that you're making. And that's you're correct if you're assuming, or if one is assuming, that the government is doing this for our own good. But if you look into other news stories like these 15-minute cities that they're trying to make all over the world where the government is saying, you don't have to leave your city ever because we're going to give you within a 15-minute radius everything you need, shops, schools, uh, offices, everything that you need, and you'll never have to leave. It's like an outdoor prison. And that's, you know, I, I just think back to Soviet the Soviet Union or even before the Soviet Union when the czar was there in Russia and people needed permits to be able to travel and leave their cities and go to another city. So if the government really isn't doing this because of 
carbon footprints or trying to save the world, which I, I and I believe that that's that they're not doing it for that reason. Uh, they can e- easier take control of you. If cars cannot travel so far because they need to fill up on energy to recharge batteries and there's not enough stations or there's not enough coal and power to run the electricity to charge up these batteries or whatever it is, that's just fine to, to these governments that want to prevent you from moving. I, I've read something, I don't remember where, that they even want to stop people after they get these 15-minute cities in. First, they're going to market them as the best thing since white bread. I think that's a saying. But uh, afterwards, they're, they, you know, they're, they're saying that uh, they'll only let people fly once every three years. So if you want to see your family and you want to fly overseas or whatever it is, forget it. You can't do it because well, it's too big of a carbon, carbon okay. footprint. Well, I don't remember the exact article and where I read it, so I can't quote and say, you know, the this institute, blah, 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 said it. I'm just, that's why I'm saying okay. that. People should do their let, own let's research. Let's assume that what you're saying is absolutely correct for the moment. Okay, so they, they, everybody's stuck in their cities. I don't know. Ninety percent of of humanity is in cities right now. It's 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 nowhere near that. By the way, it's about it's about sixty sixty five percent. But it goes up to like ninety five percent. Okay, and your cities make it so that you don't need to go do do a lot of traveling in principle. Well, there are still people that will need to travel for work. That's that's there's no fifteen minute city does not solve that problem. Um, uh, if you work in a factory, your factory has to be outside that city. Um, if you work in large offices, they will need to be concentrated. You can't have them inside that 15-minute walking area. Um, uh, uh, other things like goods need to be transported. So et cetera, et cetera, all of these things add up as you start calculating these things. So even if what you're saying is absolutely correct, totally 100% correct, yeah, that supposition, it still doesn't work. That's assuming that you are that they're going to let you work if it's not inside your fifteen-minute city. No, you know, that, 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 that's not a, that's not a reasonable statement because there, there, there really there really is no choice about that. Why they there can they can say you're a, you, you know they're already talking about useless eaters in the world, people who sh- basically shouldn't be alive have no right to life because they're useless eaters. I, anyway, yeah, I don't well, want to go into this. This is really, you know what? Like I'm going to stop this. Bob and, 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 and his ilk, like uh, the, 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 the ridiculous kinglet of, of, of England, who says that the population of the planet should actually be half a billion people and everybody else is useless and should be put away. So I'm, yes, I'm sure going to put an end to it right now. People can go. I did, a, I did an interview on 15-Minute Cities with Todd uh, Callender. And you can go see that video on our, home, uh, on our homepage at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. There's a menu bar that goes across. Click on the video link and scroll down there, and you'll find that 15-Minute Cities. And go watch it and do your own research. As Dr. Mordechai ben Menachem says, don't believe me, don't believe me. Go do your own research. And, and, and you should. And you should. Okay. So let's get back to your topic because I, I kind of like hijacked it for a moment. For two moments. <laughs> with that. For three but, moments. What I'm saying is that what we're saying is a, is, is a very legitimate statement. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying that what you're saying is not legitimate. It's very legitimate. It won't work. If you actually do the, the, do the mathematics, it doesn't work. There are too many things that won't fit into that model of a 15-minute city. That's fine if your primary activity centers around the coffee shop. It doesn't work when you start talking about other things. Even universities. I mean, 
you cannot have all of your universities concentrated in one area and you can't tell people to go to um, uh, 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 um, uh, specific universities and say, oh, well, the, what we call the, in the what, what they used to call in the United States, I don't know if the term is still used, the so-called Ivy League universities, they'll no longer exist. None of these things can work. So these are sort of utopian they, they will work at some level, and that's not bad. I mean, that's okay. If, if you're comfortable with that, fine. And there's, there's no problem in principle, for instance, with um, urban, um, uh, 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 urban gardening. And you can grow a lot of food, a, a, a large portion, relatively large portion of the food that you eat, you can grow in your garden. If you have a place for a garden, if you have a rooftop, if you have a place for that. But if you're living in a, a building with, say, 20, 30, 50 floors, well, only a very small per percentage of those people are going to have a rooftop to urban garden. So what do the others do? They need to buy their food. Where does that food come from? Well, they're going to buy it in some sort of a supermarket. Well, who's going to transport to that supermarket? How does it get there? Again, once you start doing the arithmetic of how all these things work today, how the logistics of these things work, you'll find that the idea of 15-minute cities it's a very convenient model for some people, but for a small minority. But, oh, okay, but that, but, but that would not be the government's purpose to make things convenient for us. The government's purpose is to control us. And if there's not a lot of food, I don't think that they want people making their own gardens because then they're more, uh, less reliant on the government for food. And, and the government yeah, well, wants you to you be know, reliant the Roman, on the Roman, them. The Roman Empire tried that and it didn't work for them either. The Roman Empire, the, the, the citizens of Rome would get a, an allotment of uh, oil and olives and, uh, and flour every day. And that lasted for a few years until the, at, one, at one point, for some reason, the, the, um, uh, 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 the logistics from, from, uh, the, from the North African coast, mostly from Egypt and present-day present day Tunisia, was cut off for a week, or and a half, week and a half, and the Roman population revolted. All right, but so, the Roman po so the, but the Roman population in those days didn't have the surveillance and the control on people that that that, that high high tech and people that are hungry shoot you. Yeah, but they have to have guns, and if the government takes away their guns, no, they don't. Okay, no, they whatever, don't. whatever. Anybody, we shall see. <laughs> with the brains of a of a nine year old today, can make a gun, can make an explosive. That's the way revolutions happen. You, you, I'm not you saying that there people, wouldn't be revolts. I would probably even hope far. that there is. But I'm just saying that the government, uh, I believe that government has never really been a friend of the people and that they're not doing things for our convenience. They're doing things so they well, can stay in power, etc. That that's, 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 a, that's, a, that's a fairly reasonable statement. There have been exceptions to that. There have been governments that were better than uh, better that than were better, others that, were, that yes. really did care about their citizens and there have been governments that were been that have been horrible of course perhaps for a time um, you know there's that famous saying hard times make strong men strong men make good times good times make weak men and weak men make hard times so it's, and that's very true it's and very somewhere true. in there there's uh, a know, government you know, that you know might be good true, by the way <laughs> All right. Yeah, you know the, the, who originated that that concept? Who? It was an Arab historian by the name Ibn Khaldun, or Khaldun, depending on how you pronounce it. 
Ibn Khaldun, again, people are not familiar with that, one of the, one of the world's greatest historians in all of history. He, his, his writings are phenomenal, fascinating. I mean, clearly he wrote about mostly about his own people, the, 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 the Arabs of North Africa, but he has some conclusions that anybody can learn from. People that are interested in that sort of thing strongly recommend reading Ibn Khaldun. Absolutely fascinating. Okay. okay let's go on to the next subject. A good plug for him. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, he's been dead only for a thousand years. That's okay. That's fine. <laughs> uh, uh, Biden's world war. Okay. So now that the Ukrainian war appears to be winding down, uh, and there are some people that disagree with me, there have already been about a million casualties. Um, I, I heard a statistic just yesterday, or just uh, today, this morning, which I found even more horrific in, in, in my view than the number of 400 to 500,000 dead soldiers that in Ukraine alone, there have been some, apparently, some 60,000 amputees. Wow. That, I mean, that is horrific. I, well, and anyway, that's not something. Um uh, uh, so, so the Ukraine war appears to be winding down. There have been about a million casualties, um, uh, both sides, blah, 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 etc. Biden is very, very busy right now. Um, at least a quarter of a million dead Americans since he was inaugurated. Again, this is not something that people tend to pay attention to. More than a quarter of a million people dead Americans since his inauguration. In America... Remember, I talked about the idea uh, just a little, just a few moments ago, about civil war in the United States. I would claim that the United States is in a state of civil war, an undeclared civil war, not the civil war in the sense of what happened in 1860 of this side against that side, but simply a level of societal violence and civil uh, uh, disorder that constitutes a war, and well over a quarter of a million dead, I think that constitutes uh, uh, um, uh, 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 um, a civil disorder that is worth taking into consideration. Hmm. That's from drugs, that's from alcohol, it's from unkempt infrastructure, it's from street crime, all the different uh, uh, issues. Um, Biden alone, um, if I'm remembering the numbers correctly, adopted a bill for 1.7 trillion dollars for infrastructure. How much of that money has gone to actually improve or repair infrastructure? As far as I've been able to discover, and I hope I'm wrong here, zero. Where that 1.7 trillion dollars went, I do not know. I have not been able to discover it. But it did not go for infrastructure, despite the fact that that was the title. That was a, 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 a reason given for it. Uh, new reports of infiltrators crossing the border, uh, the southern border of the United States in full combat gear. And I'm not talking about one or two. I'm talking about thousands. People coming across the border, not only armed, but actually armed to the teeth in full combat gear. Where are they come from? Oh, we're not, we're not supposed to ask that question. We don't know. Um, remember what I said before about the Monroe Doctrine? Who controls most of the criminal activities South of the American border. Mexico today is basically a criminal organization. It's a crime syndicate, the country of Mexico. The entire country today is basically a crime syndicate. 
Who controls that? Who supplies the arms and the training to that crime syndicate? Iran does through Hezbollah. Um, what, what the Americans call MS-13, fully owned subsidiary of Hezbollah. Tens of thousands of armed Hezbollah uh, operatives throughout American cities today. So that's the state of the United States. Biden is aware that um, when all else fails in governing and governing a democracy, when all else fails, go to war. So the war in Taiwan, the war in Ukraine, pardon me, is starting to wind down. He's been trying to foment a war in Taiwan. It hasn't happened, but he keeps trying. He's just sent 3,000 U.S. troops to the Persian Gulf and the Red Sea area. It's not exactly clear what their job is. An unspecified, quote-unquote, number of U.S. troops in West Africa. We talked about that earlier today. Um, Germany and Poland, both of whom are members of NATO, are actively engaged now in a Cold War between them. Again, totally unreported by American uh, news, news media, as far as I can, as, as far as I can discover. Poland and Belarus are uh, um, uh, significant uh, uh, rising of tensions between them. Russia's army is nearing one million men. They continue to uh, build up their army. Um, former CIA and State Department official, the name of Larry Johnson, claimed last week that Zelensky is about to be assassinated by the United States in order to blame it on Russia. Is that correct or not? I have huh. no idea. Interesting. But this is a so-called whistleblower. I mean, he gave his name. He, he said what he thinks. Is this true or not? I don't know. I don't have, I don't have data to make it, um, uh, to verify it. This is a claim that's been put on the table. Remembers Biden's claim when he, when he ran, away, ran around, uh, uh, away from Afghanistan with his tail between his legs? That at least Al-Qaeda was finished in Afghanistan? Yeah, well, in Afghanistan, they're not finished. They're still the quite active. It now turns out that in Afghanistan, um, uh, I remember that uh, the Al-Qaeda, remember, was formed by the CIA to fight the Russians, or, or to more exact, the Soviets. They're now shooting, actively battling um, Wagner Group in West Africa, Al-Qaeda. It wasn't, it wasn't the Taliban? Was Al-Qaeda? No, the, uh, the Taliban are still in Afghanistan. Al-Qaeda yeah. is, is all over Africa. Okay. I uh, remember uh, there's, a, there's a, a group in Nigeria, again, the dichotomy between Nigeria and Nigeria, in, in, in northern Nigeria, which is close to Niger, called Boko Haram. Right. Anyone not familiar with the Arabic, Boko Haram means basically learning is prohibited. It is prohibited to learn. The opposite of me. I tell everybody that that's the most important thing you can do in your life is to learn. Okay, so Boko Haram is a branch of Al-Qaeda, as is Al-Shabaab, which is on the eastern coast of Africa in the Sahel. <coughs> so when Biden said that Al-Qaeda was finished, once again, I don't know if he was lying or if he was just being a moron, but both of them are sort of his raison uh, uh, Um Add to that there's a manufactured grain uh, crisis. There's no problem with growing the grain. There's a problem with transporting the grain, according to the United Nations, if you can believe anything they say. 
Rice prices today around the world are the highest in 12 years. Um, general grain prices are increasing at a rate of about 1.5% every month for the past five months. Biden folks never met a good war that they did not like. The planet is overpopulated in their, in their estimation, and the population needs thinning out. Apparently, there is no better election insurance than war. So there, we have East Europe war, Middle East wars, um, trying to foment them, West Africa, East Asia. Has he left anyone out? Question, just to finish up with this thing. Does anyone believe that the boys from the town of East Palestine are going to go out to fight so that the guys in Yale and Harvard can stay at home and get drunk? I don't think that's going to happen this time. I, well, we'll see. I don't know. I, I don't have a lot of faith in this younger generation. So... Well, I have a lot of faith in people, but I don't think the people from East Palestine, Ohio, are going to quickly forget um, the um, uh, uh, kindness that they received from the Biden administration and from the Secretary of uh, Transportation. What's his name? Um, Pete Moss or something like that. Some kind of a kind of Pete that you burn in a fire or something like that. Whatever it is. <laughs> Monster, you're so funny. All right. Well, I want to thank everybody. I don't like that guy. What kind of <laughs> And everybody, do your own research. Maybe you'll find something that uh, we haven't talked about and that, that we should know about. So uh, please go ahead and do that. We encourage learning. We're not like the Boko Haram, right? And we encourage uh, critical thinking. Don't believe everything you hear, even on this show. You should... Uh, I'll do your own research, as Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem has said. And I want to thank you all for being with us here at the Tamar Yona Show on Israel News Talk Radio. And feedback is more than welcome. 